And we're Hello, live. everybody. Welcome to Becca's World. I'm your host, Flying Becca. And right now, Vic is joining us from Canada. I wanted to do a show today because I've got, I'm really um, upset about what's going on over in Afghanistan. So I was going to do it by myself, but Vic is joining me. So we're going to discuss some other stuff as well. But Vic, how are you today? Not too bad. I actually welcome that chat about Afghanistan because I know nothing about it. Okay, great. So let's get started with your topic first, though, okay? Mine? Yeah, you were, you were wanting to talk about, just before we went on the air, there was something you wanted to talk about. And I said, well, let's get started with the show, and then we can talk about that on the air. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I wanted to uh, tell everyone that we're talking about bodyscaping tomorrow. Uh, not tomorrow, Saturday night on Snap. Uh, because we're going to be talking about self-image and various other things that affect a person's personality. And so that sounds very in interesting. So, but for our viewers who are not in the know, can you tell our viewers what Snap is and just reiterate the name of your YouTube channel and the time they can... Yes, it? yes. Okay. Um, I have a YouTube channel though we call it a network it's called whose blind life is it anyway and we essentially do different shows uh regarding different topics for example on friday we have the friday film feature and this week i'm going to be reviewing the show fargo uh on saturday night we have the saturday night adult party which we shorten to snap uh, and we talk about sexual experiences, sexual relationships, and various other sexual, uh, well, I don't know what you call it, info. Uh, that's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And um, the other one on Sunday, we do uh, um, Afternoon Radio Theater Sunday. Uh, which we use the acronym ARTS, uh, and that's where we ply, we play, sorry, live sh live broadcasts of old time radio shows from way back in the forties and fifties and sixties, and uh, we've got some good ones this week. We're doing uh, sci-fi uh, this week. Wow, that's wonderful. I really encourage my viewers to go check out Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway and be sure to subscribe while you're there while you are there because Vic obviously has a lot of really cool things going on throughout the week, right? Yes, we do. Miss anything. Mm -hmm. um, and that that old time theater, those theater dramas you're doing on Sundays, I really want to find time to tune into one of those because I used to love listening to like uh, radio theater when I was a teenager after I went blind and I know a lot of my kinfolk up in Montana probably would love to be able to hear some of that. Is that right? Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. A lot of people from where I come from, they, they listen to the radio my, my whole life. My, like my, my family and friends and where I grew up in Montana, they always listen to the radio. And radio drama specifically or just music well, in general? Growing up when I was like, it's hard to get actual radio dramas on the AM FM radio anymore. So they would right. have to tune into your YouTube channel to enjoy it, right? But these people, yeah. like I said, they listen to the radio more than watch TV. So, and these are the people who used to listen to radio dramas when they were around, right? Right, sure. 
And so that's why I'm saying if they hear about your YouTube channel, maybe they'll go check it out and subscribe while they're there. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I still need to go check out. I think I'm subscribed to your YouTube channel, but I haven't had a chance to watch any of your Sunday radio theaters. Now, do you have all your videos up there in lists so people can go back and look? Uh, we do have playlists, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, listed under the arts playlist. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I always love radio theater. And so, yeah, I, I'm planning on checking it out myself. And I encourage my viewers to do so as well. Yeah, I'm only disappointed we can't do uh, newer broadcasts because there are some really good newer broadcasts that we could play, but we can't because of copyright issues. Well, maybe some of those places, if you approach them, maybe they would join up with Whose Blind Life Is It Anyway in order to provide these things in an inaccessible format to the blind, right? And to it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's well, possible. And they, they can get recognition that way. I mm -hmm. think they may be able to get something from the government for helping, you know, for contributing to your guys' cause. I mean, right. I, there's so many options out there. Yeah, yeah. And and I'll be approaching some of them soon. Uh, one of the companies I'm going to be looking to approach is Graphic Audio, oh. uh, which is uh, an audiobook company that does actual, uh, well, audio plays, full cast dramas. Okay. And uh, they do it based on books and various things. I'm going to shut my door real quick. I thought it was shut. But uh, yeah, we also have uh, Zoe's Blind Kitchen Corner airing on Thursdays. And uh, we have the Crime Crusher series, which uh, is produced by Jonna, <clears throat> Jonna, Donna Jodden, uh, which is. Uh, released every Wednesdays. Okay. Um, so we have something for every day of the week almost. Yeah, and that's that's what I like. And it sounds like you have quite a bit of a variety of things too. Yes. Yeah, we do. We do. So if uh, there's bound to be something on the channel that somebody will enjoy. Right. You know, at least once a week, if not more. Um, I also got compliments that we are the only uh, podcast or YouTube show that actually does uh, shows on sexuality and blindness. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I have it on good authority that nobody else does this sort of thing. So is that is that specifically what you guys focus on each weekend is sexuality and blindness? Well, sexuality, period, and blindness, yeah. I mean, how does do the two go together? If they go together, uh, we have different aspects, different uh, chats about it. Yeah, so we we tend to focus on a lot. Doing it? How long have you guys been doing this? Uh, we've been, well, I uh, my first host was uh, Cynthia, and she we started this several months ago. And uh, I had started it with her as she was a former phone sex operator. Um, and I thought it'd be great to have her uh, opinion on it. And uh, she wasn't able to do it anymore. So at that point, I did it on my own for a couple of shows. And then Monica came in. And Monica and I have proved to be pretty uh, 
pretty good. I mean, uh, there's nothing Monica uh, isn't afraid to talk about. Uh -huh. So we talk about pretty much everything. So since you've been doing this for a while now and you've done several episodes, why don't you tell us then, do blindness and sexuality go hand in hand? I mean, do blind people and sex go hand in hand? Well, that's like asking if people with disabilities go hand in hand with life. I mean, it's not uh, well, sexuality. You, sexuality is a part of life. I know, but whether you, you like it or you not, said that's what you were trying to determine. I'm sorry. You said that's what you guys were talking about and trying to determine is it, if blind people and sexuality go together. So I'm just asking you, what have you guys figured out? Have you guys figured out that blind people do like? <laughs> Well, no, we bring sexuality as part of the blind experience. Yeah, I mean, but, if you go if you go out there, for example, if you go out there, you won't find any podcasts or any shows that deal with sexuality, period. Not for the blind. Are Whereas we do. Deal with sexuality for the sighted? I'm sorry? Are there shows that deal with sexuality? Oh, tons of them. Oh, absolutely, now, yeah. When you say shows that deal with sexuality, what do you mean exactly? Are you talking about basic sex education? Or are you talking about relationship hang-ups? Or are you talking Both. about... Both. Everything. Everything. You'll find a show about everything. But none of them are run by the blind. So are these perfect... Oh, so they're, they're not blind people participating in the show? No. Oh. So who who's participating in the show? I thought it was just you. regular sighted people. So it's not you and Monica anymore? No, no, it is me and Monica doing our show, but I'm saying around the internet, I don't know of any that actually do shows on sexuality and relationships. Well, I, I I'm I'm really confused. Are you talking Okay. I think there's a lot of people who talk about sexuality and relationships online. But are you saying that they're not talking about it from a blindness perspective? Yes. Okay. Okay. See, that's what I'm Yes. You can go you can go anywhere on the internet and find a show about sex. Uh -huh. Anywhere. Uh -huh. But you will never find one where you're talking of about it from a blind perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's what we offer. Hold on one minute. I'll be right there. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Someone was at my door. Um, you need a big light. Hey, hey, Becca, when you sit back, do yourself, uh, scoot your chair a little bit over to the left, please. Okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> My chair is falling apart. Okay. How is this? Much better. Can you see me? Hello? Yeah, I can see you perfectly. <laughs> yes, that's much better. That's much better. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's no show out there that talks about sex and relationships from a blind perspective i mean sure you'll find one about relationships but none of them have anything to do with sex okay 
So, and I think that's a shame because that kind of gives into the stigma that people with disabilities don't have sex, which is utterly ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Um, so are you guys, is your main goal to educate or encourage people to come out of their shells or... Uh, both, actually. I mean, in some cases we educate, in some cases we talk about how to do things. For example, my show on how to do oral uh, was uh, one of the shows we did. We also did one on, um, oh God, phone sex and whether we should or should not have it, phone sex and cyber sex. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Um, what conclusion did you guys come to there? Should or should we not have phone sex and cyber sex? Well, it depends on the couple. If you're comfortable doing it, why the hell not? Okay. It's a way, especially if you're in a long-distance relationship, it's a way to feel closer to the person you're with. Yep. You're absolutely right. Well, so it sounds like you guys are definitely discussing some interesting stuff over there on Who's Blind Life Is It Anyway? I, I'd like to hope so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, great. Um, any, uh, births, marriages, divorces, or, uh, no affairs going on yet? <laughs> on Snap? Not that I'm aware of. No, we don't, we don't get, give out gossip like that. No, we try to present factual information. <laughs> but are you guys going to set up like some kind of, I don't know, like Saturday night uh, chat group where blind people can get together on the phone and chit chat with each other and get to know each other. And you know what I mean? I, I mean, we haven't gotten any requests for that, but I'm, I'm sure if uh, someone was to come to us and ask, we'd do it. Sure. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I mean, the thing, the fact is we offer ourselves up as, not only educators, but advisors, too. If someone needs advice on how to proceed with something, uh, we can give them advice on that as well. How to proceed with what, for example? Well, for example, if you're having, if you think your boyfriend is cheating on you and you don't know how to approach him, you, you can come to us and we can tell you the best way that we feel is the best way to approach him. Uh, same ways if you have a uh, sexual hang-up that you're not sure about and you want to talk to your partner about it, we could tell you we can talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, we can give advice. Kind of like a Dear Abby column, but on YouTube. So you guys are pretty experienced with relationships and stuff and you feel you guys can I would say so. I mean, Monica's had seven marriages. Um... And she's had many boyfriends. She's uh, her age is 62 at the moment. And I am 50. I'm a former counselor, uh, used to be a counselor uh, before I went blind. And uh, I was actually managing a nursing home just before uh, when I lost my sight. Uh, so, I mean, I've seen actual relationships uh, between people with disabilities and, and the elderly. And, you know, they have the same problems we do. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, that's a fact. 
after you went blind, why did you stop being a counselor? Sorry? Why did you stop being a counselor after you went blind? I didn't stop being a counselor. Oh, because you said you were a counselor until you went blind. No, I was before. Yeah. But when I went blind, I was my job was actually a manager at a nursing home. Okay. Yeah. And uh, as part of it. Yeah, I mean, I was a I was a counselor, straight social worker back in the nineties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, just before I went blind, I started a new job with uh, an assisted living facility, and um, I was the resident manager there. And um, like I said, I mean, people were coming to me with different problems and different questions and i would help them as best i could wow that's really remarkable so i remember you telling us on another show that you got married and went blind and your daughter was born or something all within a few days of each other and you also yeah in 2002 i was lost your job about that same time at the nursing home it sounds like i'm sorry say that again for and me that about the same time that you lost your job at the nursing home when you went blind, right? So that just that sounds like so actually I was I as I was on leave from the nursing home for the weekend, oh. and we were going to get married on the Saturday, and I was supposed to come back to work on Monday, oh. but then we went to Niagara Falls because uh, my wife's family was in town from from California and England and various other places, mm -hmm. and. Uh, we decided to take them to Niagara Falls. And while we were there, we had our own suite, of course. But uh, while we were there, I wasn't able to get any sleep that night. Um, at that time, I was having headaches. But I attributed the headaches to stress, having started this new job. Um, I was so eager to impress everybody and, and stuff like that that I just didn't look after my own health. And that ended up being a problem because that night I didn't sleep a wink because I was so much in pain. And I told my wife, who was about six months pregnant at the time, um, that we had to go back to Toronto to my, uh, my usual hospital, which is the one I usually attend. Uh, in downtown Toronto because I know them so well. And uh, when I was there, they looked at the pressure in my eyes. My left eye was at 75 pressure and the right was at 53. And uh, they said they had to keep me overnight. So my wife and I stayed in the hospital that night. She slept right beside me. Uh, not that I slept, of course. But uh, I had to make her sleep because she was uh, six months pregnant, of course. Plus, up until that point, she had had a troubled pregnancy. Um, so, yeah, come Monday morning, I was seen by a retina specialist and a glaucoma specialist. And I was seen by those two specialists and... Uh, that's when I started going blind. Okay. Let's get to a quick commercial break so I can take care of my dogs. Okay. Please stay with us, everybody. Stay with us, Vic.
Yeah. Hey, everybody! Great news! You can now get both of my books on Audible. My first book, "Because You're Blind," is the story of how I went from that terrified little girl who woke up suddenly blind and brain injured at the age of 12 years old, and then years later was locked down under an illegal and corrupt guardianship in the state of Montana for 15 years. It's the story of how I defeated all of that and overcame all of that. And then my second book, changing my perspective, is how I used my own thinking to empower myself to change my life after all of that. And now today, I am the founder and president of Blue Butterfly Enterprises, as well as host and creator of Becca's World on YouTube. And I have a lot of other great projects going on. But I just wanted to encourage you guys to check out the Audible versions of my books because they're both good stories. And you can get there's. I have some free downloads of each book available. If you email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com, I would be happy to send you a free download so you can check it out. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to the blind view. Hello. We yeah, we're back. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you for staying with us during the commercial break. Um, did you want to say any more about? Well, I just wanted to add about a month after that date,、uh, in April, my daughter was born, and、uh, she was born.、Uh, I mean, this all happened during the height of uh, uh, SARS, the SARS epidemic. Oh, and、uh, ironically enough, my when my daughter was transferred to a hospital up here,、uh, a neonatal intensive care unit up here. Mm -hmm. uh, to be closer to us, we had to actually move her again because the、uh, NICU there actually got infected with SARS. So we had to get her out before she was infected.、Um, and while it was a great thing that we got her out in time, and we actually got her to a hospital closer to us. Uh, we managed to find a great pediatrician that took care of her really well over the years, and I am so happy about that. Well, that's great.、Um, I wanted, I wanted to talk about some more about what's going on in Afghanistan, ladies and gentlemen. I was watching some videos this morning.、Um, Glenn Beck and some. Retired men and women of our military and other Americans who have the financial whereabouts are organizing, and they're going over to they're going to go over to Iraq and try to rescue these people that Biden has left in the lurch. So I ask everybody to please pray for these brave Americans who are going over there、um, to try to save these innocent people.、Um, I'm sorry, how has he left them in the lurch? Biden pulled all of our military out of Afghanistan and left. I think it's like what ten thousand American citizens there, and and thousands of Afghani's who've helped us in the last twenty years. He just、right. split and left them all there, and these people need to get out because the Taliban is gonna is gonna torture these people and and kill them and and. Do all kinds of horrible human, you know, crimes against humanity against these people. Sure. Because of the evil, you know, the evilness of the Taliban.、Um, 
it's, it's just sad watching this, the Taliban like descend over Afghanistan. I mean, it must be like it was for me when the guardianship descended over me, the, the dark cloud of gloom that came from above and just overwhelmed me and overshadowed me and came down over me. I'm sure right. that's what the men and women in Afghanistan are feeling like right now because the Taliban, their power has now come down and engulfed the people all over again, just like mm -hmm. over, over 20 years ago. And it just, it just makes me so angry. I don't I don't think the Taliban ever left, did they? I think well they weren't in power like they are now. Right. They've been in hiding and they've been um, you know, fighting and like scraping by. You know, when you're on the run and and um you you're at the government is at odds with you or you're at odds with the government. Mm-hmm. That's the way it was before for them, right? The, right. Because our military was there and the the um, our allies were there to keep stability and keep peace and help, you know, help build a structured um, life for the people. And mm -hmm. now all of that's gone just over, like, overnight. Right. And I remember last night I was watching a video of this man who is in Afghanistan and he was talking about what it was like going to bed and waking up the next morning and finding out that all of the American allies had just split overnight. And, and what was he supposed to do? You know, this was one of the people who had been working with the Americans and our allies these last 20 years. Mm -hmm. And to just completely split and leave all those people in the lurch like that and, and now the Taliban's just gonna descend upon them and murder them and rape the women and and murder the children and murder the men and just commit all these crimes against these, these innocent people. It just makes me so angry. Yeah. And it's gonna well, I can imagine it's demoralizing those people and it's demoralizing the whole world. And and Biden isn't helping at all. No, he's not helping at all. He pulled out. He pulled our troops out. Yes. Wow. I, that is sad. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. And and so I just ask my viewers, please pray for the people of Afghanistan. They need our prayers. And they need a lot more than that, but but Biden pulled out. Um and the Taliban went in. So, um, well, wait a second. Did the Taliban go in first or did Biden pull out first? I think the Taliban was always there, but when Biden pulled out, they came out of hiding and they started setting up their regime again, their power, you know, their authority over the people. The people are literally running and hiding for fear. Because they've lived under Taliban rule before. Yes. You know, I mean, it's only been 20 years since since all this happened and we they started getting free. Right. Okay. And so they But again, I mean I, I mean one has to wonder, did I I mean I was under the impression that the Taliban actually regained power and that's when Biden pulled the troops back. No. Because the Taliban came into power and they were afraid of what would happen. 
no, no, Biden pulled our troops out and then the Taliban walked right in. The only reason the Taliban hasn't taken over in the last 20 years is because our troops were there maintaining peace. Oh, okay. Wow, that is sad, yeah. And and now all the bloodshed that's going on over there. And as someone who's been victimized, you know, and I'm a woman, right? I think about all the women over there. The, those, those women, they each have an in, their own individual soul inside of them. They each have their own hopes and dreams and thoughts. And they have great stuff to share with the world. And they were each created by God. But their lives are worthless now because of the Taliban. The well, I don't think I don't think it's specifically because of the Taliban. I think it's the whole culture out there. It's the the Taliban. It's the culture of the Taliban that is going to be put back into place that that we're talking about here. Well, no, hold on a second. Let's get things right. I mean, the Arab culture out there is completely different than the culture here. I mean, we take the fact that women can vote and women can drive all they want. But over there, their right to drive has only recently been put in place. Yeah, and now they're taking it away. No, they're not taking it away. They're not taking it away. It's, it's just the fact is, you know, these cultures are very different from ours. I mean, I happen to think that we are very lucky to be living where we live. Oh, I and understand that. Listen, I understand that. You're right. We are absolutely, we are way different from them. But the point is, we've been working for 20 years over there to establish some kind of human rights so that we, the shit wouldn't go on that's gone on historically over there. And so that the, the Western world over here, we wouldn't have to suffer the kinds of attacks that we suffered in the past. From no, you're right. You're absolutely right. If that is what happened and Biden did pull the troops out for no reason whatsoever, then yes, I agree. That's despicable. But at the same time, we don't know what uh, intel Biden was privy to, so we can't really judge Biden too harshly. Uh, to tell the truth, I don't think Biden knows what intel he was privy to. I'm sorry, explain that. As someone who's living under Joe Biden's authority, I don't think Joe Biden is aware of what intel he was privy to. So you think he did it blindly? I think he's a puppet and says what he's told to say. Told to say by who? Whoever his puppet masters are. I could name three or four of them off the top of my head that I'm sure are involved, but I don't know who's right beside him right now and who's feeding him and making sure he changes his clothes. Uh, Annabelle wants to make a comment. <laughs> what does Annabelle want to say? <laughs> I don't know. It didn't start with Biden. It started with Trump. Uh -oh. promised, promised, Trump promised to Taliban, to Taliban that they will get out. That's why he started already taking out 20, uh, what, 5,000 troops before Trump get out of the office. He started, he the one make this promise to Afghanistan and Taliban. 
We have to go out at some time, Annabelle. And I'm, so, I'm sorry, say that for me again, Becca. We had to pull out at some point, but the manner in which Biden did it is what messed it up so badly. Who pulls the military out before getting civilians out? And who leaves behind all those expensive military armaments for the Taliban to take control of and turn on their neighbors and on us eventually? What kind of- uh, You're right. You're absolutely right. I but like I said, Annabelle, did you hear anything of Annabelle said? What? Did you hear anything of what Annabelle said? I'm, I, I wasn't sure. I heard her say something about President Trump, but I didn't hear what she said. Yeah, she said that Trump started pulling out the troops way before he left. Yeah, but uh, he, he didn't pull them all out and leave them no, and leave no support for the people like Biden did. Well, Annabelle says that he promised the Taliban that he would be withdrawing the troops. Well, whatever, but the way Biden withdrew the troops is what the issue is. We all know the troops had to come home at some point, but the manner in which Biden did it has totally messed this up. He's done so, all the progress we did in the last 20 years. And as someone who has friends and family who've served over there in the last 20 years, I am so angry that he completely disregards the sacrifice of my friends and family and all of my fellow Americans, the sacrifices that we've all made, that we've had had brothers and sisters and husbands and wives and fathers and mothers serving over there. They've come home with missing limbs. They've come home blind. They've come home half men. They've come home in body bags. And all this for 20 years for Biden to just throw it all away like this by pulling right. no support behind. And that's why I'm so angry because of all the waste, everything that Biden lost by doing it like this. Okay. Um, years of livelihood of my country and, and the entire, our allies. Okay, but did Trump do it any differently or how did he, he did do it, it differently? Biden, Biden is the one that did the pullout. The same way. I'm sorry, say that again. Trump didn't pull out of Afghanistan, did he? Yeah. He pulled 5,000 troops out, according yeah, to Annabelle. He pulled everybody out like Biden did. What I'm saying is the way Biden did it, that's what the problem is. He pulled everybody out and left our armaments back there for the Taliban to use and pulled all our troops out and, and all the good guys out and left, left the innocent civilians there at the mercy of the Taliban and left all those nice weapons back there for the Taliban to turn on those innocent civilians and then to turn on their neighbors. And like I said, eventually I'm sure they'll get around to the United States. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Taliban's not stupid, and Biden's totally set them up here. Well, I mean, I have to and say that... The, when, when Obama was in office, Joe Biden and Obama were releasing um, Gitmo detainees. And what did they do? They went right back over there and they've been becoming terrorists again and they're training other terrorists and the cabal is growing and and it's all thanks to Obama and Biden and these Democrat policies. Guys, can I can I jump in for one second about something? Sure. If you if you go read the articles on NPR and it's actually one thing that Trump and Biden agree on. 
uh, your wife is actually mistaken. She's actually oversimplifying this. This this is actually all tied to the uh, peace accord that Trump was trying to do before he uh, left office. He did not pull the troops out. What happened is that he negotiated and they signed a deal that he would. That would not take place until May 2021. But see, Trump already had left office, and they had no intention of honoring that peace accord, and that peace accord fell apart. Well, Trump and Biden and Trump actually agree that the Taliban basically went back on the deal that they were trying to uh, come to an agreement with was with Israel and the United Arab Emirates. So, yes, Trump had the intention of pulling the troops out if the Taliban was going to sign this peace agreement. But once Trump left office, that agreement, that was all over. So the question is, why did Biden pull him out, though, if the agreement was over? That's a good question. And why did he do it in the manner in which he did it? The reason why Biden can't take out the um, agreement by Trump, it was agreement already done deal by Trump. Yeah, but they they reneged on it. Nope, they, they can't. Because it was agreement already by Trump. So he was just following the arrangement by Trump to the Taliban. Oh, my God. Okay, look, let's not talk about politics. <laughs> so either way, either way, what, what I don't know what, why, whatever the reason was for why Biden did it, whether he did it because Trump had planned to do it or he decided to do it himself. I think a lot of people felt it needed to be done at some point, but it could have been done a lot better than it was done. I agree. I agree that I agree about that. And yeah. I feel there's going to be a long, there's going to be ripple effects of this bad decision for generations in Afghanistan because of this. Well, not just Afghanistan, but other countries around oh, it too. Yeah. It's, it really all depends on, what the Taliban really does and how strong they really can get. Mm -hmm. You know, how much aid they get from, from terrorist neighbors, um, what their true intentions are. You know, I'm going to start praying for the Taliban because God tells us in the Bible to pray for our enemies. And I'm going to start praying that God works in the hearts of the Taliban and in their minds and helps them see a better way. Because that's my, our best shot here is to change the hearts and minds of the Taliban so that they see that if they will bless their people with, you know, with opportunities and with prosperity, that it will help their country, which will help the Taliban also, right? If the Taliban right. is really in charge. So I, I believe that God can work in the hearts and minds of anybody, even the Taliban. So... I mean, I, I'm, I am more worried about what's happening with China. So what do you think about what's going on in China? Are you talking about what's going on in Hong Kong? Well, in China, period, it looks like more and more that we, well, not me, but Americans might be going to war with China. Yeah, well, I'm, I have no doubt, really. You know, and that's, I mean, that worries me. Uh, not only because, you know, we don't need war in this day and age. But aside from that, I mean, they have a lot of advancements that Americans don't have. Mm -hmm. well, and, and I think they could win a war if they started one. 
Well, and then you look at who our, our leader is. Um, Joe Biden is the commander in chief of the US military right now. Do we really want him leading a war against China? I think not. Well, I don't, I don't think we want anyone leading a war against China. Right. Because no matter what, I think he, the Americans are going to lose that war. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with China, whether it's with Korea, whoever. At the end of the day, the Eastern countries like that have a lot of technology that I think could win a war. Uh, not to mention that a lot of America's technology gets shipped in from those countries. So you have to wonder what would happen to America if there was an embargo from those countries saying, hey, we're not going to send you anymore. Well, if you really think about it, and you're talking about if we should go to war, what are we going to do for supplies and stuff? But if they just decide to cut us off, what are we going to do? People should think about what it was like during the quarantine. Does anybody remember what it was like going to the store and there being shortages on everything? Yeah. What it was like being told that if you wanted a new computer, it would be months down the road and stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it did. It even affected. It even affected Apple and the release of their iPhones and their products. Yeah. Because some of their shit is done in China. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at the bottom of your products, and a lot of them will say "made in Taiwan," "made in China," "made in Korea," blah blah blah. Yeah. Very seldom do you find something that's made in the USA or Canada, for that matter. Yeah, and then so to have countries that meet us ill will have them in charge of making all the stuff that we need for some people need some of the stuff for literal survival right Mm -hmm. it's not just all these fun technical toys that we use for for playing games and stuff sometimes sometimes there's like apps on those things that save people's lives that's right and 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 people use those to operate their their medical machinery in their homes right to keep Mm -hmm. them breathing and to keep them doing like i don't know filtering their blood you know, there's all kinds of stuff that people are using now with technology and and these countries can pull together and decide to cripple the United States by just refusing to do business with us for a while. That's right. I mean just I I mean just the fall detection sensors that are available out there now were all produced in China. The what detection? Fall detection, you know, like the iPhone, for example, the i the iWatch rather has a a sensor in it that can tell if you've fallen or not. Yeah, that sounds cool. I mean, that's that's great, but that's not the only place that those sensors are in. I mean, there are actual personal safety devices that have that uh, technology in it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, and it sends an automatic alert to call nine one one or whatever. And that so one thing that President Trump had brought to our attention during his one term um, was that we need to bring our manufacturing back home here, so that we're not left at the mercy of these other countries who could decide to shut off access to us to these things we use every day and we need. So I just wanted to. Right. Talk to- 
it was about start starting to think about this and starting to think about where you're spending your money because some of these countries and some of these companies don't mean us anything good. They only mean us harm. And I would like, I'm going to start trying to do research and I want to stop doing business with companies and countries that mean America harm. And, and you know what the worst part is? Uh, television shows like Shark Tank actually embody those types of things where you have manufacturing over in China or some other country like that, and they are shipped in. I mean, it's disgusting. Speaking of Shark Tank, that reminds me of something else I want to talk about on today's show. I was watching a video this morning about what's going on in New York, and I think it's New York City. Um, at, on the beaches, there are shark attacks going on on the beaches in New York. Really? Yes. It's crazy. And so um, I was watching this video about it, and it just kind of caught me funny. So I texted Gino about it when I watched the video. Um, and he didn't quite get my joke, but I texted him. I said something about um, the sharks down there um, wearing ties and carrying briefcases. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, they that's how we think of them. <laughs> I mean, but I have to ask, are they coming from, where are they coming from? Not the Hudson, are they? I, I don't know. Like, I just watched a quick video about, I didn't have time to do any more research because honestly, I was trying to check up on the Britney Spears situation and the situation in Afghanistan, right? Uh -huh. line this morning so i have to go back on and do some more research about that but yeah i i encourage our viewers to go on and check it out yeah in new york there is an increased number of shark attacks in the waters yeah if our viewers know anything please let us know in the I comments bet those effing lawyers i bet those lawyers are jumping in the water and attacking people in order <laughs> to file lawsuits you know what i can actually see that i can actually see that happening Oh, yeah, lawyers are freaking sharks, man. I just, oh, I God, yeah. Yeah, they are. They're actual bottom feeders. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But, hey, you know, what can you do? They're a part of society. Yeah, so I really thank our viewers for joining us today. I, like I said, I'm just really upset about what's going on in Afghanistan. And so please, if you're watching this video, please pray for the people of Afghanistan and uh, Israel and here in America as well. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up the show, Vic? No, I think you've covered it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us today on Becca's World. Please like share this video and hit the subscribe button and email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you would like to participate. Peace out, y'all. That's a wrap. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.